Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. It's Joe Melendrez, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. So here we are, episode three. I'm currently podcasting all the way from Waghassel, Germany. I'm out here with a bunch of incredible artists for the God is Good Festival, also called Gig Festival. Tonight is the first show of our 10-day tour, so please keep the Gig Festival in your prayers. We're putting on incredible concerts at villages all over Germany and sharing the gospel message in a big way. So feel free to check out my social media at Joe Melendrez for dates and times if you're in the area, as well as some footage from the shows. On today's episode, our theme is trials and triumphs. Trials and triumphs. Can you think right now of a, of a trial that you've been in your life? What about a triumph? Maybe something victorious. Maybe you overcame something. We all go through trials and triumphs. It's a part of life. It's something that we can all relate to. In fact, on one of my flights to Germany, I sat next to a young man named Paul. I was wearing an FRG ministry shirt that said, he turned my mess into a message. Paul noticed my shirt and said to me, uh, are, are, you, are you a Christian? I read your shirt. And I said, I am. We got to talking and he was sitting next to me on the flight and we both shared about how we came to know the Lord. And Paul told me that when he was in high school, he started to abuse drugs and it got progressively worse. And he had this girl that was his friend in high school that actually left the party scene to rededicate her life to Jesus. Time went on and time went on and Paul said that his life got a bit darker and he reached out to this girl uh, at one point when he said his life was just feeling gross and she started telling him about the Lord. Paul, soon after that, accepted Jesus into his life and actually ended up marrying this girl and they now have three beautiful children. We may face trials and go through seasons of pain and hurt, but we are never too far from God. He can pull you out of any moment and transform your entire situation. It was great to meet Paul and hear about his testimony. And we both shared uh, stories and gave some dad advice. And it was a great flight. Something else that's really great is on each episode, we have a mission tip. Have you enjoyed the mission tips so far? This tip will hopefully encourage you on your mission. And today's mission tip is brought to you by The Fest, happening August 4th in Wycliffe, Ohio. The Fest is an all-day festival that features artists like Matt Marr, Jordan Felice, 10th Avenue North, Casting Crowns, oh yeah, and I'll be opening up the main stage at 12 noon with a performance, so make sure you're there. The Fest is a day of faith, fun, and it's all for the family. The day will conclude with a giant mass and possibly some fireworks. It's awesome. Every year, it's like incredible. Fireworks after mass. Wow. For more information, please check out thefest.us. Well, today's mission tip, I love this one, it's God can bless others through you. Just like the young woman who told Paul about Christ, she changed his life. She blessed his life. Now she's blessing his life every day as his wife. 
It's so important that we know that God can use us, that we are a vessel and a vehicle for him to speak through us, for the Holy Spirit to use us. In fact, I brought this this adapter for a MacBook that I don't even have, but the Holy Spirit told me to bring it. And sure enough, there's a band here. Their name is I Am, and they needed that specific adapter for HDMI. And I'm like, hey, I got this. The Holy Spirit told me to bring it. So God was maybe using my obedience to bless I am. I'm just saying that anything and everything can bless other people if we let God use us. So I want to encourage you today that know that God can bless others through you. We will all face trials, but we need to know that we are better together. I pray that we can be open to God blessing others through us. In fact, this morning I was reading scripture and I read in Isaiah 12 2, it said, God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord and he has been my savior. Imagine that if we can go walk around saying my strength and my courage is the Lord. If we can declare that God indeed is my savior. Wow. How would our day change? So let's draw strength and courage from Jesus, our savior. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's go. All right. So thank you so much for listening. We have a great episode planned for you. Next up, we got word of the day with some insightful scripture reflections from my wife, Noel Melendrez, followed by a very special mission-driven interview with international speaker, Paul J. Kim. Plus, on Break It Down, we're having a special guest jump on the phone call. So tune in to find out who it is. Mission-driven podcast. Let's go. Mission Driven Podcast, word of the day. Here with my amazing wife, Noelle Melendrez. How are you doing, Noelle? I'm good. You're sweet. <laughs> uh, so great to have you here. Thanks. You're a great wife. I hope you know that. Thank you. You're a great husband. Hey, uh, I, I try. I try. <laughs> but you're like really good. <laughs> uh, so today we're doing our word of the day. Uh, we're going to be focusing on a scripture passage from Old Testament from Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 41.10. And uh, this scripture passage and how we're going to break it down is the SOAP method. If you've been listening in, I've kind of teched it out for you, but basically it stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So we're going to break down these areas of the scripture passage. And I also want to let you know that this is a super easy Bible study method. Noel and I started doing the SOAP method about a year ago and totally transformed our lives, our marriage, how we read God's word super easy and can be highly transformative. So check it out. Soap method. So here we go. Isaiah 41 10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. What were some of your observations, Noel? You know, I feel like this is a a verse we see pretty often. Okay. But reading it this time, the parts that stood out to me were that do not fear because God will strengthen you and he will help you. I think fear and anxiety is something that a lot of us struggle with. Mm-hmm. And especially today, you hear more and more about how crippling anxiety can be and we know so much more about the effects that it can have 
on people and their day-to-day lives. Right. And I think we all struggle with fear and anxiety to some degree. And it's almost a challenge in this verse. Do not fear. I'm with you. Yeah. Letting that resonate, letting it remind you that you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to live in fear because God is with you and he will give you the strength you need. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean you'll never have anxiety. It doesn't mean you'll never have fears, but not allowing yourself to get to a place where you think it's all on you, Yeah. but allowing yourself to give it to God and allow him to work in you to give you the strength you need, even if it's just a little bit of strength to get through the day. Yeah. Because we've all been there before and sometimes sometimes it's difficult, but reminding ourselves that God can do all things. Totally. Yeah, my observation uh, was God is here to assist. He's here to make us stronger and God's got us. That's, I think, you know, we have a, a two and a half year old daughter, Antoinette, and she loves and I throw her up in the air. She's a, she stands next to me, she says, daddy fly and I'll throw her up and I'll catch her. But she knows I'm going to catch her. And she, that's why she enjoys it. She's, she feels safe, secure, comfortable with me doing that. Even though it could be dangerous, I throw up kind of high sometimes. But that's the thing with God. We got to know that he's got us, that he's going to catch us, that he's going to strengthen us. He's going to lift us up. But no matter what, he's never going to leave us. And we can sometimes forget that or not not grasp that. But it's super important. I also put, uh, don't get it twisted or be afraid. The truth is the truth. God is with us. Emmanuel, he's got us. We belong to God. We're his children. That's amazing. So we got to always hold on to that, that God is with us and he is here to assist us on our journey. All right applications what you got i guess for me applying it to my life um i always think of i'm a for example i like to be in control um i like things ordered i like to plan things you know this because i'm your wife and clean houses you could just look around our house and just before we go anywhere with antoinette it's Mm -hmm. like everything is mapped out mapped out right um it's just been that's just my personality i've been that way since i was a kid but I think and that's that, how God made you. Right. Yeah. And it's a, it can be a blessing, but I think it also can be a challenge, especially when I get into situations where I don't feel like I'm in control. And that's where like fear can creep in or, or anxiety or anxiousness because I'm, you know, I'm not sure how things will turn out or I'm worried about something. And I remember hearing this message one time where we were challenged to close our eyes and picture ourselves in a car. And then he asked us, you know, where is Jesus in the car? And then he asked, was Jesus in the passenger seat? And I was like blown away because I put him in the passenger seat and he should be in the driver's seat, right? right? And it was so sobering Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, have that visualization. And I mean, it was about a year ago that I heard that message and you know since you know then I've kind of been working on that more Mm -hmm. you know when I get to that place of oh I want to be in control knowing I'm not in control and you know what it's freeing realizing that oh yeah it's so much it is easier to deal with what you're dealing with when you realize that you're not in control because 
that's a lot of pressure to put on a person. And the more I've relinquished that control and the more that I've just said, God, I trust you. And even though I'm scared or even though I'm, I'm nervous or anxious or whatever emotions are going through me, I know that ultimately you've got me Yeah. and you're going to take care of this. And maybe it's not in the way that I plan, Yeah. but I know through life experience that your plans have always been better. Totally. You know, and he tell, he's taught me that time and time again. And so that's really been transformative in my life is allowing myself to let go and let God just like, you know, that we constantly see that or hear yeah. people say that, but you know, do we live it? It's true. No, totally. Um, for me, my, my application, a lot of times I feel like we fear what we don't know. Right. And it's, if especially like going into places that we don't know, I can fear transition. I'm in a new place in my life, entering into full-time ministry. And this is just, I'm a very positive, upbeat. I have full confidence in God, but I'm still human. And the concept of, oh, well, this is different than my my job that I used to have working in high school youth ministry and teaching in the classroom, it's different. And so there, therefore I have to constantly like remind myself, okay, Joe, God is in control. If you felt God called you to this place, if you pray with your wife and we felt clarity that this is where God wanted me to be, then I need to trust God in that. But it's the fear of the unknown because you could always go down this road of, oh, well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. It could be like, well, the same thing as I don't want to get in a car because I could get in a car crash every day. Well, and the thing is, the reality is that stuff will happen. You know, we, we can't assume that just because you trust in God that your life is always going to be easy. Totally. And that you're never going to have obstacles or you're never going to feel those moments of weakness or uncertainty. But that's a part of tr really trusting in God and knowing that you're going to overcome that. You're going to get to that other place where yeah. you're going to get wherever God wants you to go. Yeah. And maybe it's not what you thought of, or maybe the journey wasn't exactly the way you planned. Yeah. But that's faith. Totally. Yeah, I remember I went, we went to a Lecrae concert one time. Shout out Lecrae, Christian hip hop artist. And he was talking a similar situation of having fear and stuff like that. And then he said, he thought to himself, has God ever not showed up? Right. Look at God's track record. Right. He always shows up in scripture. He always shows up. Well, And even if you just look in your life, mm -hmm. I mean, I know with me, like when I look at the difficult points in my life, I can see where God was that entire time. Totally. Putting people in my life to encourage me or yeah. taking me to a certain place or um, where I met somebody or somebody gave me a word of encouragement or whatever it was. But the little things that God does even when you're in the most difficult times, I mean, he's always there. He always provides what you need in those moments and you just got to trust it. All day, every day. All right, let's conclude with prayer. Lord, many of us are in need of your assistance, your help, your aid, your guidance. Lord, we need your strength, strength that only you can give us. Lord, we need peace in our hearts. Lord, we need perseverance from our, in our day-to-day -day life. Lord, we need to not be fearful or confused, but confident in you. We are your children. Lord, I pray for anyone who is ill, anyone who is seeking a new job, anyone who needs friends, anyone who's feeling alone, anyone who's sad, who's depressed. Lord, 
specifically people that need uh, miraculous healing right now. Those that are in the hospital praying for their lives, Lord, we pray for them. We offer uh, this prayer up to you for them, Lord. We pray that we can be more loving, we can be more compassionate, that we can be more aware of others around us, and that we can serve as you call us to serve uh, and love others as you call us to love others. And uh, any prayers that Noel would like to add? I just want to lift up anybody who's struggling with anxiety or fear and that you may come into their lives and their hearts and provide them peace, Lord, that the peace that only you can provide that can sustain them and give them the strength that they need yes, to thrive and to just be blessed. And we thank you so much for all that you give us, for yes, all God. the strength that you provide us, for all the moments and graces that we see in our everyday life yes, that we know only comes from you. Yes, God. And we just thank you for your son and for not leaving us, but instead coming to us and saving us. And we're just so humbled by the gift of of Christ in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mission Driven Podcast. That was Isaiah 4110. Word of the day. Let's go. Today's Mission Driven interview is a modern day evangelist. He communicates the good news to people in a way that is engaging, entertaining, and altogether life changing. He has released two music albums and has a spiritual gift of beatboxing. (laughs) He currently resides in Southern California with his beautiful wife and three children. Let's give a big mission-driven welcome to Paul J. Kim. What's good, everybody? We're podcasting live. Here we are. In uh, Southern California. What what city are we in right now? We're in the city of Anaheim. Anaheim. Also known as Anacrim. And the home of Disneyland. Yeah, home of Disneyland. Wow. Do you hear the fireworks? Over oh, here. oh boy, we're we're stealing all your money. Oh. <laughs> I love Mickey. Love Mickey. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, so thankful to be here with you, spend time with you, call you friend and brother and Jesus. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm sitting here in my garage on top of a cooler. Couldn't be better than <laughs> Set, this. We're setting the scene for you. Yeah. <laughs> we we can podcast from any place. Uh, we just we just had some amazing, amazing lunch. We did. What was that place called? It was called uh Great Cons or something. So good. Like that. Yeah. I'm full. I'm full. I'm gonna fall asleep halfway through this. <laughs> uh Holy Spirit give us strength. <laughs> so uh something that I just want to jump right into. You know, we all have different projects we're working on. You have a big project you're working on right now. It's a men's conference. It's a men's conference, man. Yeah. Tell us about it. August 10th, 2019, it's going down here in Orange County, California, in a city called Costa Mesa at St. John the Baptist. You can find out about this conference at triumphconference.com. That's T-R-I-U-M-P-H conference.com. But essentially, Joe, um, it's been in the works for a number of years. I feel like in the Catholic Church, and I'm obviously a practicing Catholic. I love my faith. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. There really is a void when it comes to outreach to young men. You know, I feel like one, it's not being preached a lot about in the pulpits. I can count on one hand all the homilies I've heard about authentic Catholic manhood or masculinity. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. Mm -hmm. And then there's just like this weird void of there's not a whole lot going on from parish to parish for young adults, unless you're like a Knight of Columbus. But generally that's like an older demographic. Right. 
And yeah. then, you know, just being a young adult myself, a husband, a yeah. dad, yeah. Uh, a working professional, I, uh, I realized there's a real need. There's a void. And so God put it on my heart to do something about that. And so we decided, when I say we, there's just a lot of talented, uh, good Catholic men here in Southern California who were yeah. down. And we decided, hey, let's put on a high quality, well-produced Catholic young adult men's conference. I loved you said world class. World I, wanted, class I love bro. that. We, we want it to be good. We yeah. want it to be excellent. We want it to be on par with what you'd buy a ticket for, for any other event. Totally. Except now it's like, we have no qualms in saying this is ultimately to build up young adult men in Christ, to build up their faith, their identity, to help them come to know who they are, to be confident in what God has for them and their vocation. And so we want to reach out to young adult men and, and, I'm just hoping and praying and I'm confident that this is going to be a game changer in the lives of everyone who attends. I so love it. When you, I remember we were in uh, NorCal for fired up um, and you had told me that you were working on this and to see it come to life. And I mean, the, the website was check out the website once again, triumphconference.com mm-hmm. and you can register. There's an early bird special. There's an early bird special. So that's fantastic. So young adult, man, is there an age range that you're going for? You know, it's designed for 18 through 40. Okay. Uh, we obviously aren't going to kick people away if for sure. they're older than 40. Yeah. But generally yeah. it's like, you know, it's designed for that age group. There's going to mm-hmm. be something for everybody. Totally. They're single, they're married, they have kids or not, or they're just working professionals or students. There's going to be something for every man who walks through those doors. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'll be speaking. Um, my friend, Bobby Angel, who you may have seen on some Ascension yeah. Presents videos. Uh, Francis Cabildo, he has a band. Uh, excellent worship leaders. Totally. Uh, Norbertine priests are going to be there wow. celebrating mass here in Confessions. Fantastic, Adoration. yes. There's going to be a barbecue lunch hey. from Beatrice. Because men, barbecue. they love to eat. Yeah, they like meat. So yeah. I feel <laughs> that's like an a, essential. I feel like a club promoter, you know, <laughs> except I'm not like promoting a club and there's not going to be like women there because it's a men's conference. Jesus club. So the next best thing is like our faith and barbecue. Let's meat. do it. Yeah. Bro, August 10th, you don't want to miss it. Feel free to sign up, triumphconference.com. And in fact, if, if you're in the area, come through. If you're not in the area, fly in, drive in. You got to be there. Young adult men, I'm going to be there. It's it's going to be a blessed time. I'm so thankful for doing this because you're going to be ministering to me and other young adult men Amen. just just like us, you know? So praise the Lord. Well, uh, so amazed. Hallelujah. So amazed at the, the work that you do. This is the mission-driven podcast. And so our focus here is, you know, Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. So that's our mission, making disciples. Yes. But we believe yes. that, you know, he gives us specific missions. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God's given you quite a few specific missions. So I want to talk to you today about what's what's the current mission that you know God has you on or maybe a mission that you feel that you've been working on for God for a while that's a great question I think the primary mission right it all comes down to primary vocation right primary vocation for me is one I'm a disciple right mm-hmm. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a son of God and as a result of that there's a lot of work to do there. Totally. <laughs> I got to pray daily. I got to repent daily. I got to work on me daily. Yeah. I got to strive to live out what Christ is asking of all of us really in the gospel. So that's mm-hmm. primary. That's one. Uh, along with that is I'm a husband. Yeah. So I got to love on my wife, be yeah. faithful to her and the vows that I made and just try to be an excellent husband, a loving husband to her. Totally. How many years married? Uh, six years this August. Ooh, yeah. let's go. Yeah, man. And then I have kids. I have three kids. So that's part of that vocation as well. Totally. <laughs> I got to keep them alive uh, and be a good dad to them and raise them in the faith. And I'll tell you, I mean, those things in and of itself, I mean, yeah. that's a huge calling right there. Totally. 
And so there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of need for me to be real and work on me and to be the best possible version 1.0 of me totally. through Christ and his grace in my life mm-hmm. every day. So that's, that's primary. So that's the biggest thing. Uh, the second biggest thing is, um, God has invited me to do ministry. So I've been a uh, full-time speaker, evangelist, musician for last seven years. Wow. It's been awesome, man. A lot wow. of great adventures. And I get to see um, what the Holy Spirit's doing in the church, uh, domestically, internationally. And I love what I do, man. I, yeah. I get to show up and I get to share my faith in Christ. And I, I try to do that. I mix it up. I try to use music. I use comedy. Mm-hmm. I try to really appeal and meet people where they're at, but then right. really bring in, um, not the heavy stuff, but really where the Holy spirit wants to bring these people to an encounter with him. Totally. And that's it. Because ultimately like one of the problems I see is that a lot of people are catechized, meaning they know things about the faith, right? but they're not evangelized. Mm-hmm. Meaning they, they're not sold in. They don't have that, heartfelt conviction that God is truly good, that he calls them to a newness, a change of life in mind and lifestyle and people, when they don't experience that, they don't know that God is good. They don't have an encounter with him. Then all the things that they've learned that they've been catechized about homily after homily, mass after mass, Catholic school after Catholic school, et cetera then it really just remains on this level of information or right. ideology. Mm-hmm. It's not a heartfelt relationship. Right. The rules, it's not about rules per se. It's about the relationship. Right. You know, the rules are there and it's important. The commandments are important, right? Yeah. What the church asks of us is important, but it's all built on the foundation, which is the relationship. Yeah. You know, it's just an easy analogy. It's like, you know, love is a crazy thing, right? Like, think about it. If you, if you skip over steps, it's like, it doesn't make sense to commit yourself in your entire life Mm -hmm. to one person. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know them, you didn't have a relationship with them. (laughs) There was no encounter. It's just like, Hey, you got to live with this person for the rest of your life. You got to do everything that they want or expect of you Mm -hmm. and what's uh, demanded of you. It doesn't make any sense. But if you fall in love, if you know them, if through your own volition, your free will, you say, you know what? I love this person so much. I want to live my life with them, want to live for them, then it's like a no brainer. And that's what love does. And so crazy as it sounds, when it comes to the Catholic faith, I'm just trying to help awaken in young people, young adults and adults, the awareness that they are loved, that they're in this relationship with God who is love. And it's not just this intellectual exercise. It's a life experience with God. Totally. It's experiential. And, and I think what you're talking about really is like, you know, really invest in yourself. There has to be buy-in. There has to be like, I'm, I'm about this. How do you go about literally making disciples? Like, that's the big question. Like how you bring Jesus to people? You know, I think first and foremost, it's that personal witness. Yeah. Like how are you living your life? Right. And you do that a lot. I mean, you're witnessing on a, on a regular basis to hundreds of thousands of teens regularly, but you know, not everybody has a platform like that. So like anybody who's listening is like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a high schooler, you know, I, I'm in college, I'm a young adult, like just going out, how am I going to witness? You, everyone has a platform. They got feet. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love it. Everyone has a platform. They, they don't live on an Island. They have people in their life. Right. The platform is there. Yeah. You know, everyone you meet every day, family, it's beautiful, your, your family that you live with, your parents, siblings, um, people who scan your lunch items, you know, like totally, you Any, know, anybody, anywhere, people at school, people at work, people on the street, people at church, people here and there, you know, the platform quote unquote is everywhere. 
And so the witness is really important. How do we live our lives in such a way that make people stop and think, what is it about them? What do they have that I don't? Mm. Why do they have hope in their life? Why are mm. they joyful? Why are they kind to people when they could easily just be like nasty, gossipy, you know, like totally. all sorts of just negativity. Like, yeah. why are they different? Why are we different? And so I think that's a challenge for all of us. Cause I mean, if we're honest, every one of us struggles with being kind yeah. and charitable. We're human. We're human. Yeah. And so it's almost like we're sitting in this like river, lazy river and there's just like this current that's dragging us. And that's like the whole thing with original sin where we don't, if we're not making any effort, that thing is just going to drag us down yeah. the lazy river into yeah. the pit of despair. Right. But you know, with the grace of Christ, it's like, he gives us paddles. Yeah. <laughs> he gives us a motor on the back. Let's go. Yeah. You know, he gives us the sacraments. He gives us his word. He gives us community. He gives us um, so many opportunities to um, move upstream Yeah, and to uh, paddle against the tide, to be that witness in a world that is so prone to greed and anger and lust and pride in an unhealthy way to laziness, you know, yeah. like all the, the capital sins. Right? Oh, totally. He's reaching out a lot. You made a great point. Like it's not just one Avenue that he's reaching us. He's really trying a lot of different areas to say, Hey, I'm here for you. And scripture passages that I've been reflecting on is he, he will never leave or forsake us. Like he's always there, always there with us. And he's kind of create, if we can be open to it, he'll create these moments where we can encounter him, which I think like triumph conference. I, I believe a lot of people are going to encounter God at that conference. Yep. Did you have a moment in your life where you had a, a powerful Christ encounter that kind of set you on this path? Yeah. In high school, uh, you know, I was your, your run of the mill Catholic who didn't want to go to church. I went for girls and donuts. That's nice. what I always joke about. Yeah. And, uh, I went to a high school conference. It was a Steubenville conference and I had a powerful encounter with the Lord where I like viscerally felt his presence. Wow. I said an honest prayer and it was an ugly prayer, but it was an honest prayer. And then I felt like God show up and just give me like a big hug. Wow. <laughs> I didn't see him in a vision or anything like that, but, but big hug from God's a big hug. Yeah. And then you ugly cry and you know, the whole thing. And you know, the joke is that when you're giving a testimony, you say, Oh yeah, my life did a complete 180. Mine didn't. It just did a 360. I just ended up back where I was before. So mm -hmm. I went to college. I wanted right. to major in partying and hooking up and messing around. And I tried that for a while. I wasn't terribly successful at that, but you know, I, I had my frills and right. But then my conscience started catching up and I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta be different. Cause I know I'm trying to play this hopscotch, this double life game. And it's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you'd have to be like a psychopath to do like both very well. Right. <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> totally. Something wrong with your brain. Yeah. And I could, there's, a, there's I could, an inner battle, like a tug yeah, back and forth. Yeah. And it's, you can't like pretend you can't live a double life for right, too long. You right. just, you can't, you gotta, choose one or the other. And so eventually, um, I started praying the rosary, which is funny. And I'd go back to my dorm room after screwing around and, uh, I'd feel more peace and joy and purpose in wow. the 20 minutes of prayer than I wow. did from a whole week of messing around. Wow. And so it led me back to the sacraments, to confession, to, to the mass. I started intentionally seeking God. And it's amazing what happens when, you know, people say all the time, I don't feel God. I don't experience him. Where is he? why doesn't he want a relationship with me? And it's like, the question is actually, it's totally reversed. He has done everything to have a relationship with us. He is mm. pouring out grace after grace. We just have to open our hearts to it. We have yeah. to be still and find that, that place of quiet in our lives so yeah. that we can experience his goodness. And so it's not about doing more. It's actually yeah. sometimes about doing less. Wow. Where it's like, we're not so distracted and we make time in our life for strange, seemingly, unproductive things like prayer because totally. that's where we find God. And when that happens, uh, it's a real game changer. So anyways, uh, 
college, that started happening, this huge transformation. I turned in this weirdo on campus at UCLA. I was like that, <laughs> a quasi college monk. I would like longboard to mass every day. Wow. So I was just, I was totally bought in. I, wow. Like, Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. You heard that song before? Yeah. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. You know, yeah, you yeah. probably heard that yeah. before. Left some totally. scars in your eardrums. But, <laughs> but that's from the Psalms, you know, taste yeah. and see the goodness of the Lord. I mean, I taste a lot of what the world had to offer and it's just leaving me sick and hung over or whatever. Right. And then you experience what God offers and it's a, it's a consolation that doesn't leave regrets or hangovers or um, things that you wish hadn't happened. So, no, it, it's a, it's a life-giving, joyful, peace-filled gift. Wow. And we just got to open our hearts to it. So wherever, wherever anyone's at who's listening, um, it's as simple as just saying an honest prayer. Start there. God, I, I want more of you in my life. I don't really know what to start with. Um, teach me how to pray. Help me to get back on track. Help me to make a good confession. Maybe it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. Or help me to get plugged in. Help me to understand my faith. There's so many resources out so there. So many, yeah. And the Holy Spirit's one of the biggest, <laughs> the biggest resource out there. I mean, is, literally yeah. provided for us for when we don't know the way, the Holy Spirit can can lead the way. Yep. Um, you, you sang just a little bit ago. Uh, I believe you're a <laughs> musician as well. I don't sing like that. But <laughs> when, when did you first start making music? And uh, I remember the first time I saw you was, I believe, in 2009 at Catholic Underground in L.A. Mm. Uh, you were leading worship and then you kind of emceed uh, beneath. I was like, man, this guy, he's something special. So when did you start singing? When did that develop? Well, Joe, I would say that in third grade. I was asked to be the uh, the main role in the school play. Yeah. I was a scarecrow protecting a Cabbage Patch princess. What was the play's name? I forget. Okay. <laughs> but I remember some lines. It's kind of embarrassing. Anyways, um, you know, so I've always kind of had this musical quality. It wasn't until like, um, I want to say, well, I was like in band in junior high, but I really do much music. And then high Did school, you play an instrument? Played trumpet. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> played recorder in elementary school like nice. most of us did. Yes, uh, yes. And then, you know, I got to high school and then um I learned how to beatbox, which was kind of fun because there's this guy at lunch and he was uh he was on the mic. He's like <laughs> you know, he's doing yeah. like that beatbox and I was like, "Whoa, that's cool. That's uh that's really nice. Like uh that's for free. That's with his face. So let's let's work on that." Right. So I, I started to learn uh, the beatboxing and that kind of became my, my thing in high school. And wow. Then I started like dabbling in spoken word poetry. So that okay. kind of helped me express more than just, you know, through the music, but also through lyrics. And then it's kind of before you had a faith, big faith moment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So I was just kind of like, you know, learning these talents or these gifts or musical qualities. And then, you know, I have this conversion sort of thing. And so. I want to kind of start using it for that purpose to Amazing. communicate something bigger than me. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And so, I mean, music has always kind of been a part of my life. Yup. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know if you follow uh, Paul on Instagram, it's Hey PJK at right. Hey PJK. Make sure to follow him. Check him out. Your website is uh, pjkmusic.com. Got to check it out. Just Google Paul J. Kim. He's probably going to be in your area at some time soon. He travels all over and uh, you give like life-changing talks. Like people can come in one way and hopefully they encounter God and leave another way. 
what uh, what's your process in writing a talk that's you're going to get like say maybe your next event what's that whole process look like in sharing the talk sure well i think if you you speak to most catholic speakers you know they they generally have like three to four to five like talks in their right. back pocket that yeah. they give very often uh-huh. you know because you know i'll be going to new communities where they haven't met me or heard right. me so I have like my, my couple of main talks that I would give regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to a group where they want me to give a talk on a, a topic I haven't given, then the big thing as a speaker is that you're able to connect with your audience. Obviously. Huge, huge. <laughs> I think the first t- time I gave a talk, it was in college and it sucked. Like the only person I related to was myself. I thought it was pretty good though. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing about speaking, I think most people are, <clears throat> excuse me, um, afraid of speaking. Like it's on the top list, like between yeah. that and death and yeah. something else, right? Snakes. Yeah, snakes. <laughs> I hate snakes. Um, so there's that, but it's repetition. You know, yeah. you give it over and over, you yeah. gain confidence, you, you realize what works, what doesn't. And so it's a process. And so with new talks, it's kind of like, what does this audience need to hear? How do I relate to them? How can I touch base with them in such a way where they're going to hear my story and they're going to take a tidbit or a lot from that and say, wow, um, I related to that. How can I relate that to my own life? And generally, you know, given that I'm speaking at Catholic events, it's going to have a, a message or a theme in regards to that. Totally. So yeah, we, I just, I love it, man. I love communicating um, something that's bigger than me. Yeah. You know, I think I get tired of just talking about myself, but when it's something that I believe in with all my life, yeah. Um, then it's actually life giving to me Yeah. because it's, you know, I, I heard this once from a young man. I don't even know where he is nowadays. I, I hope he's doing well, but he was like hustling in like Hollywood trying to make it as an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing the acting thing. He's doing like side hustles, like waiting tables. And yeah, he said something really interesting. He said, you know, humans weren't made to receive all the glory. Like we can't handle it. And I thought that was a really interesting thing. He said, you know, only God can truly handle the glory. Wow. And he alone deserves all the glory. Wow. And I think like the danger, even sometimes in like ministry or speaking, you gain a certain level of notoriety where people know you or they're like excited to meet you right, or, totally. or God forbid they're like fangirling over, you, you know, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm flattered, but ultimately it's not about me. You know, I'm happy to be like, you're representing. Yeah. I'm happy to be present to you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm happy to hopefully have you leave with a smile on your face, right. like be a blessing to you that day. Mm-hmm. But really like, I want you to remember Christ yeah. and what he's offering in your life and totally. to the degree that I can bring some of that joy and that peace. That, that's where it really, yeah, you know, fills the heart. Wow. And so, um, yeah, that's what I aim to do, Joe, uh, at all these different events that I have the privilege of speaking at. Do you have a specific scripture story or Bible story or scripture verse that you just love? I feel like in different seasons of my life, Joe, there, there are verses that stick out to me. Totally. One of them is from, I believe it's the gospel of John. I might be incorrect, but you know, when Christ says that as the father has loved me, so I love you. Yeah. And it's like really cool. Just that realization that, that God is truly my father. Yeah. Right. And I feel like in our day and age, uh, you know, when someone says the word father, it triggers a couple different emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Either, either it triggers joy in you or it triggers like angst or difficult emotions. Right. Right. You know, not saying I had the worst childhood, but you know, like most people, I think, you know, there were some difficulties growing up in terms of feeling affirmed or feeling loved or safe and all that stuff. And so naturally it doesn't take a psychologist to figure this out. You know, that will kind of reflect on how we see God. And right. so yeah, I feel like those passages or those moments in prayer where I get to reconnect with the father 
But I find that in my prayer, Jesus has been kind of pointing me more to the, to the father. Wow. Wanting me to reconnect with wow. Abba. Wow. You know, just to like learn to be a son that the father delights in, mm. you know, That's not beautiful. just like, not just bear with. Right. I feel like a lot of Catholics are just like, ah, oh, God's just putting up with me. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He loves me because he has to. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to love us. But right. He chooses he to. He chooses to, yeah. But like next level is, no, he actually likes us, you know, because he made us. Totally. And his prized possession. Like, yeah. He sees good in each of us. And, you know, he might not be into like all your like hobbies and stuff, especially if they're sketchy or sinful. No. <laughs> but yeah, actually there's truth to that. But in who we are yeah. as people, yeah. like- you know, the quirks, the personality, like he knows us and he loves us and he totally. likes us. He hangs totally. out with us like nonstop. He knows all about us. Thank you so much for being <laughs> part of the podcast today, Paul, welcome, like dude. for uh, inviting me out here to your home. Uh, beautiful. Great to be here. Great weather, by the way. We're in Southern California. Uh, <laughs> so before we go, we, I got some fun questions for you, but I want to want to plug the Triumph Conference again. Triumphconference.com, August 10th. Do what's, it. What's the location? Costa Mesa, California, St. John the Baptist is going to be lit. You got to come. Life changing. Even if you're listening and you're not a man and you're a female, please invite a man. Say, hey, triumphconference.com. Send mm, him a, send get him a your tweet. man. Get so, your man to every treat. Get him there. Get him there. Um, it's yes. going to be great. If you can't make it, just pray for the Triumph Conference that it is what, what God wants it to be. Uh, you can follow Paul at HeyPJK, Instagram. Instagram, hey, uh, PJK. PJKmusic.com. That's right. You can listen to his music on streaming worldwide. Yeah. Check out his tour dates. Invite him to your church. Amazing stuff. Um, so we've got some fun questions for you. Some sure. rapid fire questions. Um, <laughs> first question, Rite Aid, favorite flavor ice cream? Strawberry, bro. Favorite color? Bluish green. Musical artists you admire? I'm a big fan of Coldplay. Yeah. I like their music. Books that have greatly impacted you? Obviously scripture. Uh, there's a book for men called Wild at Heart by yeah. John Eldridge. That's really good. Um, for financial issues in your life or personal finance, Total Money Makeover, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. huge uh, for that level of my life. Five Love Languages for Relationships and Interpersonal Relationships by Dr. Gary Chapman. What inspires you? I think I'm just inspired by the gift of life. You know, God's given us all this opportunity to be here on this, you know, spinning globe for a hot minute and we're called to do good and really to, to serve uh, the one who's, who's goodness itself. And so that inspires me. Favorite TV show. You mentioned in the car earlier, Stranger Things. That's that's definitely a, a good one. Favorite so, fruit? Man, mangoes, man. Let's go. You gotta be ripe though. <laughs> Not too ripe. Uh, life goal. You know, just faithfulness. Faithfulness to everything that um, I'm called to be and do. And, and own a home in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> All right. Complete, complete the sentence. God is awesome. So good. <laughs> well, once again, thank you, Paul, Jay, Kim, for coming to the Mission Driven Podcast. We're so thankful for you, your ministry uh, Thanks, to brother. our globe, uh, praying for the Triumph Conference. God bless Thanks, you. Bro. Thanks for being a brother. Love you, bro. Thanks for everything. Love you too, man. Thanks for what you're doing, man. You're doing a lot of good stuff for the church. You're a good man, good husband, father. I appreciate you. Praying for you. Keep listening to this podcast or else. Go. Mission. <laughs> Mission driven podcast. Let's go. Hallelujah. All right. Mission driven podcast. Welcome to Break It Down. This is a mission-driven extra because we have a featured guest artist 
that's actually live on the podcast. What's up, BJSR, coming to you live from Dayton, Ohio. Hello, Internet. <laughs> what up, podcast universe? Um, Podverse. Podverse. Thanks so much for jumping on. We've been making music for like 10, 12, 13 years. Yeah, together. I mean, we've been making music since college, which was over 10 years ago now. Yeah. Where we are 15 years out of school almost. Yeah, and you're a full-time musician, and now I'm a full-time mm-hmm. musician, full-time speaker, and wow, just using our gifts. Praise God. Praise be, yeah. So this song, Blast from the Past, this was off the Fully Alive album, and it's called I Am Man. So I was trying to take a trip down memory lane. Do you remember, did you, um, did you write the chorus first for the song, or where did that come about? I think, it, I mean, it's a pretty simple chorus. The, the whole hook is I am man, I am man enough enough so it's not it's not a super long chorus but uh you came to me with the, pre- the premise uh said you know I, these are the kind of topics that i wanted to discuss and i thought that i understood where you were coming from the perspective you were coming from and so the the concept of the hook came pretty simply and then we just put together a just a cool vibe to, to go yeah. along with what you wrote yeah i remember i had an audio track like a beat that i sent to you and then you i believe put some chords on top of that is that right uh-huh yeah, Damon Sink Studio. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. And yeah, this, I distinctly remember writing lyrics for this song because this was a really powerful time in my life because my grandfather, my papa, Tony Saputo, he was about to undergo quadruple bypass heart surgery. So this is coming from like an authentic place where I didn't know if he was going to make it or not. And it was a real big, like, kind of prayer. Uh, that I wrote. And I remember I wrote it. I was on retreat for a sophomore retreat in California. And I was in the adoration chapel after everybody went to sleep. And I recorded in there, brought my microphone, recorded in there, and then emailed it to you. You put your chorus on. We sent it to Connor. And he made he made this amazing uh, mix down of it. Um, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't realize that that's where you attract the vocals. I yeah. I, I remember you sending them to me kind of via via email structure that kind of mobile recording, but I I wasn't I wasn't aware that that's where they came from. Yeah, it was, it was really wild. It was definitely a distinct memory of I've never recorded uh, an actual track in an adoration chapel, which is pretty awesome. But I felt like God was you know blessing the track. But one, the second second verse on that stands out to me. It says, "I am man enough to accept what I can't change, even when it's tough." I break through chains, unlock the door and I'll walk forward, then endure because I trust the Lord. And that's the thing. It's like, can you be man enough? Can we be human enough to accept what we can't change and really, really trust in God at all times? And that's that's a process. (laughs) Totally. I think that one of the reasons I wrote the hook the way that I did was because of this concept of you know, evolutionarily, you know, our generation, you're talking about your grandfather when you were writing it. And I, I was thinking very much about this concept that as men or as, as uh, creatives or as, as people in this uh, world, we are constantly trying to examine our own existential nature. And I'm sure every generation before us did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how did they work through whatever turmoil or hardships they were going through in their, in their own lives? in order to kind of get out of their own way and, and I guess, see the bigger picture, whatever that picture is for you. But, uh, that's why I kind of like the concept of being 
it's almost like being man enough to like pass the torch generationally yeah. to be able wow. to accept the problems of the world and then to be able to try to be man enough to uh, do something with it, you know, yeah. to try to improve for the next generation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. You know, it was, it was actually talking to a friend recently how our DNA can change over time. So if there's something that, you know, hey, you like as a kid, I wanted to say I had a really hot temper. OK, but if I can calm that, and cool that, you know, then in my my DNA can change so that generationally like my children cannot feel that same same hot temper that I had. And I think that's phenomenal. But, yeah, that we can really become a better version for the future generations. Well, and even for our own future, I mean, that's what's the craziest thing is sometimes that we have to kind of, we have to see the bigger picture and we have to let go of some of the kind of minute things in order for us not just get by day by day, but Mm -hmm. in order for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now for us to not continuously in that cycle of of whatever hardship we're in. And so sometimes that means self-reflection and self-improvement and and owning up to the the things that you want to do and the, the people that you want to be with and the things you want to accomplish, but also yeah. all the things that you can't change, like yeah. you said in that lyric. Yeah. there's. I believe God loves us for everything we are and everything we're not. And mm. and we are enough. That's the thing. It's a lot of times we don't think that we are enough, but that line, enough, that word that that resonates, I am man enough. And I also want to just give a praise report update. My My grandfather my papa who had surgery, quadruple bypass heart surgery at age 86 is now going to be 95. So wow. praise God. Wow. He made, yeah. <laughs> he made it. So this song How right does that here. that make you yeah. smile? If you were listening to this and you didn't just smile from ear to ear, like <laughs> I just clearly did, then something's yeah. wrong with you. Pretty, <laughs> pretty wild. Uh, but you're so, enough. You're still enough. You are you enough. You smile when you hear news like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is I Am Man featuring BJSR off the Fully Alive album. Tune in, turn it up, and enjoy. The rain is coming, the storm has arrived. I have no control over God's mind. He knows exactly what he's doing. Let go and let him keep moving. Sure, find the fear inside of here. I gotta slow down and call God near. I'm honest right now, these are my tears. Lord, what do you want? Let it be your will. I just want love to cover all who suffer and then feel of their thirst and hunger. Uh, keep the devotion. Each beat going, your prayer is showing. I surrender for a reason. You are God. I am not but believing. A restored heart. I said I believe in a restored heart and a brand new start. I am man. I am man. I am man enough to accept what I can't change even when it's tough I break through chains unlock the door and I'll walk forward and then endure cause I trust the Lord I tell myself that it's gonna be okay but deep down there is uncertainty God help me to accept all my bad thoughts 
please intercept I have confidence in your promises So I keep it 100 honest I surrender to everything heavenly Gracie is helping me See, I was made for a purpose Meant to be shared, meant to be care Meant to be there for everyone here Yeah, I need to persevere Lead by example, be sincere Episode three is the place to be. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you gained something from this episode. We want to give a special thank you to our mission-driven guest, Paul J. Kim. I want to say thank you to my wife, Noelle Melendrez, for word of the day, Isaiah 4110, and BJSR, our special guest on Break It Down with the song, I Am Man. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and even subscribe. The Mission Driven Podcast is available on all podcast platforms, and it really helps to get the word out. If you have any questions or like to submit questions for future episodes, I'd love to take some questions. Please email me at joe at joemelendrez.com. You can also follow me on all social media at Joe Melendrez, as well as my website, joemelendrez.com. If you're looking to have me to come out to your school or church to do a presentation or concert, just hit me up. I love to stop on by and praise Jesus. Lastly, the song that you heard in Break It Down, I Am Man, featuring BJSR, is found on my album, Fully Alive, now streaming worldwide. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace.